Hey everybody, it's Matt and Jess, and welcome back to The Radical Road. This week, we've got another amazing story and testimony from Jeffrey Dixon. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road. Twitter, at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website on theradicalroad.com and email us your questions or comments to Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Hey, y'all. We're so excited. We got another one for you. Um, we hope that this episode touches all of you listeners out there, impacts you. We just pray that you share this episode. We are so stoked to introduce you to Jeffrey Dixon, our friend, our new friend. We actually met Jeffrey at the conference, um, at the TSNL Freedom and Deliverance Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. He actually was staying at the same hotel as us. We were having breakfast the, I think it was the second day, and he had these really cool shoes on. And because (laughs) I used to be a hairstylist in New York, I used to see G-Lab tennis shoes everywhere in New York and he had some G-Labs on and I'm like those are cool shoes he might he must be a cool dude and so didn't think much about it he went up we split ways we went back to our room whatever and then um I actually during the conference had to get up and use the restroom and he's sitting on the end of an aisle and I see his shoes Again, I'm like, there's the dude from the hotel. I like his shoes. So I said, hey, what's going on? So anyway, we um, we ended up seeing him again the next morning. And um, we we just started chatting it up. It was just um, really, it was like we were Insta friends. So Jeffrey, would you say we were Insta friends? I would. Yeah, definitely. We had a connection immediately. Welcome, Jeffrey. We're glad to have you on here. Thank you, Matt. I'm really glad to be here. I don't know how you feel about it, but I remember coming down from my room in the hotel to the breakfast area because, of course, I love the free breakfast. But I saw you. You saw me. We looked in each other's eyes and I'm like, something's about to happen. Like I could feel it. Did you feel that way? I did. Your eyes are intense and the light's shining through them. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, it was like a divine meeting, right? Like the Holy Spirit just lined the three of us up to to have a divine meeting at breakfast. Well, the thing is... Absolutely. The thing is, too, is like the hotel was a little ways away from where the conference was. So I wasn't even sure we'd meet anybody in the hotel. There were some other people there. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. I'm like, okay... This, there's something going on with this guy. We need to sit down and talk to him while I eat my waffles. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously now that we've had some uh, an opportunity to speak, like God brought us together for a reason. I know that ver- for sure. So, so good to have you on. I can't wait to dive into this, learn some more about you, hear your story. So... Let's do this. Let's do it. Why don't you just uh, real quick kind of give a high level just introduction of yourself, whatever you want to say, you know, where you're from, how old you are, whatever. 
Okay. Um, my name is Jeffrey Dix and I'm 43. I've lived in the metro Atlanta area most of my life. Uh, I use that term loosely um, across the 16 metro Atlanta counties, mostly on the south side. Um, I have been amazed in my life by how good God is, even when we don't love him with everything we've got, you know, and how much he woos us and loves us. And, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, I guess, middle class. Um, I was drawn to uh, acceptance. You know, I was looking for acceptance outside of the home. And I, I didn't like God growing up. I didn't like my circumstances, but he, he showed me he was more than likable. He was lovable and that he was there through it all. And he's still here through it all. And I've been, I've been all over, uh, you know, um, <laughs> all over the streets of Atlanta, um, you know, in some rough places. And, uh, and I've been in some great places too. And, um, you know, in the opposite side of, of town, you know, and in, in all kinds of great situations and, it didn't matter what was going on around me. He's given me peace inside and he's shown me how to love people where they're at and show me that uh, we're just vessels. And the biggest thing we can do is have his Holy spirit inside of us guiding us. And that's why I'm on here. Um, just, you know, I, I hope I can help somebody else to, to see that. So let's do it. That's awesome. So, you, you know, I'm listening to the story immediately um, I'm just wondering, like, because you said you didn't have the love for God, but he had the love for you. At what point did, did you, uh, let Jesus in your heart, I guess, like, was that early on? Did you know him early or did that come later in life? Well, early on, I was, uh, I was taken to church by my parents my parents, I think they probably did the best they could with the love they had been given by their parents or the, uh, you know, circumstances. Um, even though they were, they were really abusive. Um, they told me stories where they'd been really abused. So I can't fault them for that, but they took me to church. They taught me about, you know, God and Jesus, not so much the Holy spirit, but, um, what's cool is, uh, God was in it all the way. And, I know that he was blessing me through me using what I had later on in life when I would pray to him and when things would happen, he, he showed me that I belonged to him. So I think he can use, you know, a feeble prayer and even a forced one, probably uh, just to, just to, you know, say, Hey, well, I'm, I'm so awesome. I heard you and I'm going to show you who I am. Right. He knows our hearts before we even go into prayer. So, mm-hmm. So good. And he's a sovereign God, right? He's everywhere. So. Yes. What age were you at that when you gave your life to Christ then? I probably prayed a Jesus prayer at a very young age that I don't remember. Okay. Um, but I, I do remember being uh, maybe 11 years old at this church camp yeah. and praying all week. Yeah. For the Holy Spirit. I saw these other kids getting the Holy Spirit and I prayed all week for it. And, and I didn't get it that week. So I just felt like it wasn't real, but I did get it later. Um, and, you know, I, a lot of things have happened since, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just kind of wanted to put that in perspective because, you know, 
now you've mentioned that you kind of stepped away from God, kind of put him on the shelf for a while. At what point did you turn around and go, Hey God, I need you back in my life. Okay. I was 19 years old. I was uh, selling fake pills at the clubs and living on the streets and uh, doing a lot of cocaine through the needle. Um, and I was vomiting blood and diarrhea in blood. I was 136 pounds and everybody was concerned about me. And, and I mean, they, they all told me you're going to die. And I, and I OD'd a handful of times and, and I was crying and screaming and, and just cussing at God, just yelling at this guy, you know, asking him why life had to be so awful. And, uh, he, uh, he, he appeared to me, um, not, not, I didn't see him, but the, I was in the bathroom with a mirror full of cocaine and I was just thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to take this one gram shot. I'll probably die again. And, and who knows when it's going to be the time that I die and don't come back. And, um, and, and I was crying out to him and then the, the, the bathroom got really bright and I heard the father's voice and he said, you're delivered. You'll never do that again. And let me tell you, I knew I was delivered and I stopped everything at that point i wish i could say and, and i and, and that was it from then on um but but for a while yeah i i stopped and i served him with all my heart mind soul and strength it didn't take long before the world got to me again and, and i started giving a little you know going into the dirt a little more and a little more and never that bad again um but yeah i would say so that happened at about you know uh 20 years old, I was on fire for him. That was 23 years ago. And, and I've had some ups and downs since then. Yeah. He has, he has shown me through it all. He loves, he loves us. And even if we go get dirty again, you know, he'll clean us up again and again. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it though. I don't recommend it though. You know, <laughs> no, we are not recommending that, but he does have grace for us. Right. And um, yeah. And there's beauty, beauty in that. That's amazing. Oh, just looking at you, I would never picture you as a guy, number one, even at a club necessarily. <laughs> uh, you just don't strike me as the club type. I, I mean, I know we all grow up, grow up eventually and stuff, but just, I don't know. You just didn't strike me that. And then when you told me this, like, oh, yeah, I used to sell pit fake pills while I was there. I was like, what? So that's just crazy. Well, and as we, you know, have spoke with each other and we talked is that, you know, God takes some of his most broken kids and he mends us. And then we have like the best stories for him and we just glorify him and we edify him with our stories. Yeah. So he uses us, the ones that were the most broken, he uses us. Yeah. So I was the most broken. So were we, man. Yeah. <laughs> like your story really resonates with me. Like I wasn't in the club selling fake pills or anything like that, no. but I felt like a very broken person. Yeah. Um, so your story resonates. Um, I'm curious though, you said, you know, you've had some ups and downs over the years and I think that's pretty true for everything. I think your ups and downs might be slightly more radical than some other people. Like, at what point did you level off? Like, when do you feel like you really got grounded and in, in your faith and you're just like, 
okay, I got to stop all the nonsense and just like get a hundred percent focused here and go forward and put all this stuff behind me. Did that take a while? It definitely took a while and deliverance is real. I wish I'd known that Christians can have demons, um, that they can have demonic mindsets and they can need deliverance. Um, I've gotten deliverance, uh, several times and, 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 and I've, I've had to deal with demonic, uh, you know, people argue about, you know, whether, whether a Christian can have a demon inside or it's in the mind or it's on them, or I don't really know all the mechanics of it. I just know a few times I've, I've, you know, I've, I've dealt with stuff with addiction, with, with cocaine addiction, again, specifically not the needle, but, um, but, but, but with that and, and smoking cigarettes and, uh, and marijuana and, and, um, uh, and, and lust and, uh, and, and anger and, and greed and just different things like that. I've, I've dealt with even in the last 20 years and, and, uh, and, and even in the last few years, I've, I've dealt with some of that stuff too. So, um, you asked a specific question though, when did I get it all together for the most part, uh, and, and really be <laughs> sold out for the most part again, I would say less than a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I want to explain um, a piece of that, that, that we just discussed, but so we can be Christians and we can be filled with the Holy spirit and we can have salvation, but we have a soul. Okay. And so our soul can become fragmented, just like a temple with rooms, like inside of our body. If you picture our temp, our temples, our body, and then there's rooms so our soul gets fragmented and during our life, we open up doors to the demonic situations like you were speaking of, like when you do cocaine or you have addictions, um, when we choose those paths, we open up doors to the demonic. And so in your situation, that's what's happened. Your soul was fragmented. We also can take on the spirit of infirmity in our body. So the spirit of infirmity is illnesses, chronic sicknesses and illnesses, um, and that's in our actual body. So just because we are Christians and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean that our soul can't be fragmented from our past or even our generations before us, our bloodline, like you were speaking about abuse with your parents. And so because of that, we often can have um, demonic doors opened up as well. So from, from the past, from generations before us, I just want to explain that to our audience real quick. Yeah. And I'll just add to that, you know, we are sinners, right? So, and we have a free will. And because of that, we can open doors to things, right? And I feel like your example, you know, you had an addiction, you know, early on in your life and it kind of came back at some point, you know, you kind of, you open the door to that, right? And let that back in. And this is why you'll hear sometimes with people getting freedom and deliverance multiple times because, you know, somebody will go, well, if you got it, then you should just be done with it. If you got deliverance. Well, that's true, but you can let these things back in and, and that does happen just as two people that are kind of experienced in this, one of the things that we do anytime we do freedom and deliverance with people is we kind of educate them on how to protect themselves so they're not 
doing a second around of this stuff, right? So, and even then it doesn't always work, but. Um, well, and we also really recommend that just like you, Jeff, Jeffrey, when you got delivered, you know, we hope that there's somebody discipling you. There's somebody that's mentoring you, discipling you, and that you can turn to. Um, we hope that for anyone that gets deliverance, that they have someone that they can call and ask questions or that, that someone's just there to disciple them through certain situations. I think that's a great idea. I could have used some discipling. I haven't had any now. As of now, praise God, um, since we went to the conference, the, the Daniel Adams, uh, you know, Supernatural Life Ministry, uh, they've got a pretty great network, it looks like. I went to yes. the church in McDonough, and um, I'm going to be discipling with them now. And, um, and we already joined the church and we're, uh, you know, we're serving and, it, and it's powerful. Yeah. So we're, we're plugged in. I believe that's going to provide us what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I find it interesting that we met at a freedom and deliverance concert or concert conference <laughs> conference. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> hey, we were singing out pretty good. It was kind of a it concert. It was a concert. Know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Worship was like on point like it was next level so much fun but anyway you know i get caught up in watching our country all the time right and you see just all these things happening um with mental health and whatever however you want to label it like my eyes have been open um especially here recently to the power of the freedom and deliverance ministry almost to the point where we've almost turned like an entire, not our entire focus, but a big part of what we do with the radical road is around freedom and deliverance. And one thing I always tell people is like people like you, Jeffrey is, you know, you get freedom and deliverance done on you. Like that makes you very powerful in that arena is, th is that something that you're interested in? Is that something that you're looking at, like, getting more educated on? Like, where's your thought process there? Definitely, Matt. I wish I'd known more about the freedom and deliverance aspect. I learned some things early on, um, like when I was 20 and I was telling you that I was walking, you know, with, with all my heart serving Jesus. Um, I learned that. I could pray for gas. And if I really, really believed and prayed for it, because I, I, I left the club scene, I left the, you know, making a whole bunch of uh, money the wrong way. And I was literally living in my car downtown, um, you know, oh, wow. just homeless and broke. And, and I, and I, I needed gas in the car, you know, just to run the heater. And, and I, I learned truly that if I would pray and believe and really believe he would start that car and, and or allow me to start it with no gas in the tank and it run all night while I just praised him and praised him and praised him. Well, the pride of life and, and, and my own shame and guilt and remorse and, you know, I see even that strong to say my own. What I've learned in my life is we, we get conditioned by this world that, you know, people will say I'm depressed or, you know, I'm sick or uh, I learned about the sickness also early on that 
that I was, I, I don't claim sickness. I don't go to the doctor and, um, you know, anything going on. I just, I just plead the blood of Jesus. But now what's great with this freedom and deliverance is I'm learning. It's about the mindsets too, because that's where, that's where it all starts for right. me. It, it doesn't start with, uh, you know, you know, substance abuse. It's, it starts with um, not feeling good enough, not feeling like who I really am. Because who I really am is I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. That makes me very valuable. That makes me part of the royal priesthood. That makes me, you know, part of the army against the dark army. Hundred you know, percent. Yes. Amen to that. Yes. That's amazing. I agree with you a hundred percent too. Like your mindset like really steers you into places that you don't want to go. Right. Well, that's where Satan attacks us first is in, in Mm -hmm. the head, right. In the mind. That's why it says in the Bible, take every thought captive because Satan will try to steal your mind. He will try to steal your thoughts. He will try to put that shame, that guilt on us and lead us into depression and anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Definitely. That's so cool. So I guess since we're talking about the Freedom and Deliverance Conference, um, like what was your experience there? So my experience there is I had gotten so deep into feeling, okay, let me give you a prequel. I got into where I, <laughs> I felt so, so guilty and ashamed that I'd screwed up so many times, even after seeing how powerful God is that I decided I needed to try extra hard. And um, I, I started really studying Torah, you know, really want to know the law and really and do as much of it as I could. Um, I started, uh, <laughs> I started just, you know, really trying to study, study, study and get as much head knowledge as I could about the Bible and about the faith. And let me tell you, I was, I was suffering spiritually. And I was trying to make up for it with, with mental faith. And first God spoke to me and he, he told me, you know, the, he told me to message this woman on Facebook and he told me, you know, that I might meet my wife through, through, uh, through that. And I, I, I listened to the, to the Holy spirit that, that I could barely feel anymore. I was barely speaking in tongues anymore. I was barely doing anything, you know, like spiritual stuff anymore. And still he worked with that. This woman that he led me to, she paid for my conference and she paid for my hotel room. Um, and she wanted me to go so bad because I was thinking, I'm not going to, you know, drop a few hundred bucks for this. I don't know these people. <laughs> let, me, let me get that out of the way first. Well, let me tell you how great it was. When we went the first day, I, I just knew God is here. I could feel the Holy Spirit. I got fired up as I listened to, as I listened to the workshops, as I listened to the preaching, as I, as I saw, it wasn't just, you know, a few people up there talking to a bunch of lumps on a log, you know, the frozen chosen. No, everybody around me, you guys, everybody else, we were fired up together. You know, we were people <laughs> who, who had a hunger and a passion for God, yes. you know, and, and it showed and we just fed off each other and we just, Oh, it was so good. And so <laughs> ooh, by the second day, that's when the first miracle happened for me. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And so mm-hmm. you shared with, you shared this with us at coffee or at breakfast. And so we really wanted 
you to tell this story to our audience. Like, let's hear it. So just <laughs> like, and I was trying to understand, I wish I would have asked some questions around this, but the story's so cool. I got excited, you know, because you had mentioned some people had spoke some things over your life. Was that like at the conference? Was there some lead up to this or kind of start there with the story, I guess? Yes, there was. There was so much Holy Spirit power at that conference just among people like, you know, people like me that who knows who knows what other people's story was. But I can tell you, strangers were coming up to me and some of them were even just kind of giving me a well, they, I was getting a lot of prophetic words. Let me say that people were saying, hey, I've been sitting next to you for a minute and I want you to know I'm getting this feeling of, you know, the Holy Spirit's telling me this and, and I'm getting this feeling I need to tell you this or, and people were telling me God is, is activating you for, for healing ministry. First, first it was healing and evangelism. That was day one. Everybody was telling me that. And I mean, when I say everybody, I mean a handful of people, you know, um, not at once, but every few hours, it's like, I'd get another same word, same word from somebody different. I'd be somewhere totally different. Yeah. With that same word. It's Second so awesome was, when you get the same one too, then it's confirmed. It's super confirmed. And the <laughs> second day I got the same, I got words about, you know, deliverance, deliverance is you're going to be doing deliverance. And the third day was, you're going to be a pastor. Uh, I, I got that word four times, so, but that's, you know, that that's just crazy because God was there prophetically. So let's get into this first miracle because it's around healing, right? Yes. So where were you at? Like, yeah, give us the setting. Give us the setting. Put me, put me in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, um, God allowed me to lay hands on my dad when he was on his deathbed with cancer years ago. And I played the blood of Jesus over me then. And I, and I had something then. Let me tell you, my dad called me and I was, I was stoned. Um, I was smoking weed when he called me and he said, Hey, uh, I'm dying. I'm, I'm at the hospital. I'm at Piedmont. And they told me to call you guys to let y'all know I'll be dead by tomorrow. If you want to come see me. And when he got off the phone, I, I was, like I said, I was smoking some weed and, and I said, no. And I started telling God everything he had done that all these miracles I'd already seen and reminding him of who he was and praising him and, and, and just telling him, you know what, I know who you are and I know what you can do in Jesus name. And I got there and I, and I laid hands on my dad and, and, and prayed for him. And, and, uh, and, and he was instantly healed. I, I felt power go out of me. And so the next day, uh, you know, when he called me and said, I'm leaving the hospital, I already knew he was healed, but see, Everything I'd done since that time, which had been about seven years, I just felt like, oh, God will never work through me again. God will never use me again. That's never going to happen because I'm, I'd started to feel worthless, unloved, and unlovable like the, the enemy wanted me to feel. Well, at this conference, I started feeling empowered. So here's what happened with the first miracle. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and the woman God has given me, uh, Catherine, she, we get off the uh escalator from the parking deck and we start to go into the conference and there's a woman she's she's kind of uh kind of large kind of old and on a walker and she looked like she was really hurting just from her weight and from her age and and who knows what else uh to, to take each step and i i mean the holy spirit immediately just welled up with compassion just so much compassion and 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 faith and and so um, there was a woman. She was just start. She she walked up, started 
waving her arms and, 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 and praying in tongues. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, you know, this is what you're going to do too right now. And I did. And, and, uh, and then, and then Catherine who, you know, she started doing that too. And, and then the Holy Spirit just gave me so much faith. He said, grab her hand. So I grabbed her left hand with my right hand. He said, take it off the walker. So I did. And I held it in the air like victory, you know, and, and, and he said, grab her walker with your other hand and pull it away from her. So I looked her in the eyes. I said, I'm taking your walker, you know, and, and I don't even think I said that to you verbally, but <laughs> I just, I, I think I just said it with my eyes and she nodded and, and I grabbed that and I gave it to Catherine. I was still praying in songs, but I, I just, I just felt like Catherine knew you take this. And, and so, uh, and, and then, and then we were just both, hands in the air me and me and um and this lady her name is janice we were i learned that later i didn't learn that this morning that yeah. morning saturday saturday morning so we walked in and and when i say we walked in you know this was a big convention center you guys were there yeah so for somebody that was having trouble taking each step just to go from the parking lot into the place and then to the escalators that was probably a lot of walking for somebody her age that was used to having a walker and and then the people from the supernatural life, you know, they, they, they did the prudent thing. The, the ones in the shirts, as we call them, yeah. you know, when mm-hmm. we were there, Yeah, they did the prudent thing. They, they reminded us there's an elevator over there. She can get on the elevator. Yeah. But the Holy spirit was, was just telling me, take her down the escalator. <laughs> and so I said, <laughs> you're coming down the escalator. Come on. You know, you got healed just now. I know you got healed. Come on, let's go down the escalator. This is your moment to get off the boat and, and show your faith and do it. I, I know you're going to do it. So come on and Just do like it. Just like Peter. She did it. Yeah. yeah. She did it. She did it. Praise God. You know, so she did awesome. it. Wow. We get to the bottom. She falls out under the Holy Ghost. She just falls out. And, and, and then when she gets up, I mean, I, I jumped up and down a lot saying, praise Jesus. So what else was I going to do? <laughs> so it's a cool story. <laughs> the people that worked there or whatever, they're like, Hey, she's got to get up from the, you know, she, she's like five feet past the bottom of the escalator. And, uh, right. you know, you know, we've, we've got to do the, the, the proper thing here and tell you guys to get up. So, so I said, uh, Hey, grab my hand. You know, I'll help you. Well, the woman was a large woman and an elderly woman. And, and, um, I gotta tell you, I was expecting this is going to be a really tough thing, but it wasn't at all. She had her strength about her and and it was, it was so easy. She just got right up like a teenager. And, and that's what I knew. So I just, I said, give me your hand again. Let's just walk in here in victory. So we walked in there. And I just knew she was healed, but, but still, you know, that doubt crept in a little bit. The enemy tried to work in me like, yeah. uh, you know, you hadn't seen her all day. Uh, well that night she, she went up on the screen. Um, I, I was across, I was on the other side, the far side, as we called it, you know, um, there, cause it was such a large auditorium. And I saw her on the, on the TV saying, you know, I got prayer this morning and God healed me and I've got no pain. And she's putting her hands in the air. And that's when I took off running like around the place. Cause I was like, Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. So from our perspective, cause we saw Janice, um, that moment that you're speaking of, we saw Janice, um, going up on the backside of the stage. They showed her walking up the steps on the backside of the stage and they were explaining that this woman had gotten healed, that she wasn't walking on her own prior for years. And this is the first time that she has walked on her own 
because she got healed that morning. And it's the first time she's walking up a set of stairs in years. Like, I think it was like... Like five years. Well, or seven or something like that. It was crazy. And and she goes up. She's, you know out of breath because it's it's took it took a lot but she did it and she was up telling her testimony up on stage about the healing that she had received and so for us then when we we run into you the next morning and you share with us the story we're like that was you that was you jeffrey you healed her (laughs) yeah that was crazy i think she was out thing is I think she was out of breath because she was losing her ever-loving mind because she just like, she was <laughs> yeah. so excited. She was so excited. She was so excited. And she even said that she had a surgery scheduled. She was supposed to have like a plate or pins or something. In her spine. St- stuck in her back. Yeah. And she's like, I'm canceling that appointment. And we're just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. She was just like hooping and hollering and. And then the next morning, you're like, yeah, I'm the guy that healed her. <laughs> We're just like, what? <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Well, I was really excited, but I got to tell you guys, it wasn't me that healed her at all. I was a willing vessel. And, right. and, and, and I'm so grateful yes. for that revelation that, that I received shortly after talking to you guys that next morning. Because all of a sudden it was like, you know, after I walked away from y'all, God told me, you know, you, you. You can't go to that that next level and stay at that next level if you think this is you, because you know it's not you. It's just you're just being obedient and having faith. Yeah. And and so I want to point that out. God, God did it. And if he can use me, he can use anybody. All we got to do is walk in the authority he's already given us. Well, and that's just it. It's um, just knowing that it's him and his power working through us. Like you said, we're the vessel, we're the conduit. And we just come to him every day, humbly grateful for the giftings that he does give us and allows us to use for him, right? For him, through him. And so we just have to be humble in that and and never let righteous pride um, carry us away. So... Amen. I know you guys know that. I just that was that was more for me, and 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 uh, you know, lest I get puffed up uh, again because uh, I've dealt with pride, and yeah. um, <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, I think I think all sin starts with it because you got to be proud of yourself if you're going to sin against the Almighty God, right? Right. But I also really firmly believe that He wants us to walk in confidence and and in boldness in the gifts that He does gift us with. So there's a difference between being a person that carries righteous pride versus someone that is confident and bold in the giftings. Ooh, I like that. That's good. That's good. You know, yeah. and, and, and I appreciate that. That's probably exactly why I need discipling is, is to learn the, the difference because, uh, yeah, I've also struggled a lot with guilt, shame, regret, remorse. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's who he's called you to be is a healer. And you need to walk in confidence and boldness in that. And that's an amazing gift. So that's a good start for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, any personal revelations over the conference? Did you get freedom for anything? Anything you want to touch on that before we move on to the next miracle of your life? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yeah, it was it was uh, it was such a great conference. Like I said, at first, people were telling me, you know, about it was like the first day they were saying you're going to you're going to God's activating your healing. And, and the next day, people start saying to me, God's going to start sending people to you that need deliverance. Be ready for that because you're going to you're going to help get them delivered. And I, I tell you, it happened. And, and I got that word a few times. And it started with with just, you know, a, a woman, um, God highlighting her to me. And, and, uh, and I, and I went and I stood next to her and she, she kind of pushed me towards this guy and, and, and said, he needs prayer. When I prayed for him, he started manifesting and demon coming out of him. And I was praying in tongues. I didn't even know what I was praying, but you know what? It didn't matter. Spirit of God did. And, 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 it, you know, and that was really cool. So yeah, that happened, uh, like very similar to that a few times. And that's something I've never done, but what was, just as crazy as that was the last night of the conference when I was getting prayer, prayed for, for deliverance myself and even having done these things, even the spirit of God working through me to do these things, I was doing these things, needing deliverance myself yeah. because um, I, I was getting delivered from spirit spirits and unrighteousness. And, and so it's, it's wild to me that, that we can have the Holy Spirit and we can be walking in power and authority and yet not be living up to our full potential because we still need deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. I actually found that out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all, um, no one is short of getting deliverance and, and, um, you know, it's just like Matt said, we're going to, there's times where we walk through our life then we go through seasons where we, we might need to get it, um, have another session of deliverance or have deliverance done on ourselves. So even, you know, we're all in a process. We're all in a process here on earth. So we're being shaped. And once we pull those weeds out, once God pulls those weeds out of us um, and we get deliverance, and we clean out those rooms, then he can spiritually fill it. So then that's how we spiritually grow in him is when we are willing to get rid of the garbage so that he can then replenish us, right? And then we can spiritually grow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, my personal story over the weekend, I and that's why I made that comment um, that I figured it out this weekend because, um, you know, we've been doing freedom and deliverance for a little while. Um, we've done it over quite a few people. We've personally had freedom and deliverance done on, on ourselves. Um, but in the middle of a freedom and deliverance session with somebody, God actually told me that there was some things that I needed delivered off me still. Like right in the middle of this thing. And I was like stunned. Um, and so I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? Well, then it revealed itself the, like the very next day. Um, it was basically used to show other people the power of freedom and deliverance. So I, my wife actually delivered me in front of other people and then they got delivered immediately after it was, it was the craziest thing, but, <laughs> um, but it just, you know, that's the thing, you know, like that I've learned through all this. That's a very important lesson is that, you know, you can't 
you cannot have that pride. You have to let your guard down. You have to be vulnerable. You have to step into things that maybe sometimes are uncomfortable, but you will grow immensely through the power of God because of it. Yes. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. It, I kind of felt like uh, it applied in the situation, but yeah. let's get back to you because something very powerful happened this last weekend, correct? I haven't heard, I've not, I've not heard this story yet. So I'm super excited of what the dealio is with this, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. So, yeah. So um, this woman, Catherine, that God's given me, um, we've had a lot of prophetic words spoken over us. We've, we've literally had a lot, um, kind of like we were talking about the conference only not all at once, like at the conference, but the same speak, people speaking the same words at different churches we'd go to mm -hmm. um, and different people that didn't know, you know, this person had just given us a similar word, stuff like that. So she was hard to, uh, she, she wasn't playing hard to get, she was hard to get, but, but God <laughs> told me, you know, that's your wife. And, um, and so I, I just took it in stride. Well, um, you know, next thing she's, she's paying for conferences and stuff. And next thing, praise God, she's, she's telling me, you know, that, that God's confirmed it and telling everybody else, God's confirmed it. This is my husband. So she tells me, uh, I need you to give me a ring. Um, I need you to ask me to marry you because you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm your wife and I know you're my husband, but I, we got a wedding to plan and, and I'd feel pretty stupid planning a wedding before, uh, you know, you've even asked me and, and, and I'm telling her, well, you know. And let me interrupt, Jeffrey, um, tell, so the audience knows, too. So you two have been doing it properly. Like, you have been courting, correct? Yeah, yes. We we haven't kissed. Um, we have, uh, we've, we've been holding hands, and, and it took a while to get to that level of the holding hands, too. But, yeah, we, at first, we were, we were only going off with their mother and her. <laughs> and she's 38, and I'm 43, but um, that's just how it was working out, and and even in, after that, um, it's been, she let me know, um, that because I told her, you know, I just want to be best friends. And she told me, you know, we're never going to be best friends because, you know, you're always going to be second place to God. And, um, and so I'd say, okay, that, that's good. Oh, wow. I can work with that. Let's be, <laughs> let's be second best friends. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> and, uh, and she, she didn't care much for that, but, but we, we, we settled on, you know, we're special friends, you know, that God's our best friend, but we're special friends, you know? And so, yeah, uh, this last weekend, here's what happened. We went to a uh, church with our friend, uh, with, with a friend I've had for 20 years, um, John, who the Holy spirit told me that morning to take him to the supernatural church in Atlanta that we just, you know, that was our first time was last Friday going there. And then Sunday, uh, we, he told me, take your friend who's been diagnosed with schizophrenia and walking in that for 20 years to get delivered. And he did praise God. Wow. And wow. afterwards, yeah. And afterwards, um, she tells me, or I told her, Hey, we're going to go, uh, you know, get your ring size. And so we went to get her ring size and Tuesday after lunch, she told me, you know, remember, I need you to get me a ring. So I told her, I'm going to go look for your ring right now. But the thing is, I've only, you know, financially, I don't have a lot right now. Um, not yet. And you deserve a proper 
ring because you're a proper lady and a mighty, mighty woman of God and like nobody I've ever met, you know, so you deserve diamonds. Um, and she, she said, I'm fine with cubic zirconia uh, as long as, and you know, I, I want, I'd like a gold band, you know, because I don't want my finger to turn green, but other than that, cubic zirconia <laughs> is fine. Still, I felt like she deserved something better. So, uh, so did God. That's what's up because here's what happened. <laughs> I, I told her, look, as, as much as God's been working to, to send all these people to confirm that we're supposed to be together. I believe God's going to send somebody to give us a ring. Um, and she said, you think God's going to give us a ring? And I said, I sure do. And she said, okay. (laughs) And and let me tell you, he did, because here's what happened. Uh, Tuesday after, uh, we went to eat lunch with my sister. Um, when I took her back to work, she said, you know, remember you're, you're supposed to be getting me a ring. I said, I'll go look for one. I, I went and I looked and, and I got a little disheartened at, you know, how little I had versus how much a ring was. And I started thinking, well, maybe I can get one for 90% off somewhere or something, <laughs> but I decided, you know what? No, that's not walking in and what I've been learning. I said, God, I know you're here right here with me right now. I said, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel because I've, I've got feelings going on. But let me tell you, here's what I know. I said, where am I going to get this ring from? I said, you don't have to do it today. Just tell me where I'm going to get it from. And he, he said, McDonough. So I said, okay, you know, because that's a city, you know, here. And, and that's, right. that's a, a large area. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I said, okay, all right. Well, <clears throat> after that, I, I got a little uh, overwhelmed. Uh, you know, I got in my flesh for a minute. I ate some chocolate and some pineapples and took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. And when I woke up, it was it was with him telling me, get up. It's time to go get the ring. And so I said, I said out loud, I'm going to get this ring. I know God's going to lead me to get this ring because I, I felt his Holy Spirit telling me. Well, he, uh, he told me to... Uh, to get out of the house, but I, that was it. I didn't know where to go right then. So I, I went to Walmart. I looked at a ring I could barely afford that was completely fake. Uh, and then he said, head towards Target and McDonough. And, and I was thinking, all right, well, Target's going to be like Walmart. It's not going to be a good enough ring for my beloved. And right when we got to Target at that shopping center, there's a K Jewelers. And he said, that's where you're going to go. So I went in K Jewelers. Uh, there was a couple in there. There was a couple in there and they overheard me asking the salesperson, you know, where their cubic zirconias was and were and, and getting made fun of a little bit and, and just handling it in stride because, hey, I, I knew God told me to go in there. And as it, the woman struck up a conversation with me, she started asking me, you know, um, what I was doing there. And I told her a quick story that I was there to get a ring for my beloved. She said, oh, so you have to get married. I said, no, it's not that I have to. We want to. I said, we, we haven't even kissed, but we know God's put us together. And so, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here to find a ring and he told me to come here. So, um, right then the Holy spirit told me, all right, you've, you've done what you're supposed to do here. Um, and, and so leave. And so I, so I said to the salesperson with boldness, I said, as she tried to get me on finance and for a $250 promise ring, I said, I've, I've done what I'm supposed to do here. It's time to leave. She said, oh, I didn't mean to run you off. I said, no, no, you haven't run me off. It's just, 
I feel like God's telling me it's time to go. And, and the lady that was getting waited on said, I got business with you before you go. I'm going to talk to you outside. She came outside. She told me that God had told her to give me a ring. And she uh, said she had one at the drawer in the drawer at the house. And I asked her if it was gold. And she said, it's a diamond ring. It's, it's nice. And I said, Praise God. I knew he was going to provide. I said he was going to provide, <laughs> but we, we, we made plans to meet the next day, the next day. Uh, I mean, before the next day, let's as in 15 minutes later, she called me while I was telling John who got delivered last week. And like I said, yeah. <laughs> I was telling John what had just happened and how God was still on a roll. Um, she calls me and she says, I've got to be obedient right now. She said, I was supposed to give you this ring off my finger. She said, uh, it's over a carrot. She said, we need to meet right now. And I said, uh, so I could be obedient. And, and so um, I've met her right then. First thing she told me is, uh, you're probably going to have to get it resized because it's a uh, five and a half, the same size as my beloved needed. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and, and she told me that her and her husband were, her and her husband were doing a Bible devotional that just earlier that day when God told her, you got a lot of diamonds and where your treasure is there, your heart is, and you need to give one of them away. And he told her to put on one of the rings she hadn't um, been wearing, go to K Jewelers, and um and get it clean because it's got <laughs> lifetime free cleaning and everything and that's the ring um we got it's it's, it's a few thousand dollar ring I, I i guess i didn't get it appraised but it's, it's gorgeous it's beautiful uh probably still not good enough for my beloved because she's she's you know a real proverbs 31 woman but god provided the ring and so then the very next day uh, i didn't i didn't delay i <laughs> i proposed to her in front of the church uh, we were at wow and so now we're engaged We've been together 11 weeks and, uh, and God has been in it the whole time. So that is the, probably the biggest miracle of anything. Wow, Jeffrey, that is a cool story. That is such a cool God story. I'm speechless. See, that's what happens <laughs> when you have complete and utter faith for him. And you just turn over every, that's called surrender. Just surrendering. You surrendered the ring over to him. You said, I need your help in this. It's so cool. Well, I think I think my favorite part of it is, you know, when you listen to how you tell the story, you really know who God is and you know who he is as your father. Yes. Yes. And you're <laughs> you're just so it's just so obvious. Like you're just like I know what you're capable of, God, and I know what you want to do in my life, so what do I do? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I, I deal with uh, regularly, you know, I deal with, with losing sight of that so often. And, and, and it's something we got to grasp. We got to hold on to. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to myself, you know, and, and anybody that will listen, we got to remember who our daddy is. And we got to remember what he's done for us and the, and the blood he shed for us and, and how he wants us to and I, I think I'm just, you know, mirroring what you said, Jess, because, uh, you know, we got to be bold and we got to be confident in what he's done for us. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you remind me of the parable in the um, Bible about the army officer that had the sick child at home and he runs into Jesus and he says, I hear that you're the great healer. I want you to heal my child. And, and Jesus says, well, let's go to your home. And he says, no, we can't go to my home. You're 
my home isn't worthy of you. You know, he was worried about him seeing his home. He said, but I know that you, you can heal. I've been told you can heal. I have faith that you can heal. And Jesus is like, I've never met anyone with the faith you have. And then he said, your child is healed and his child was healed. And so that's who you remind me of Jeffrey with your faith, just that strong faith. And Jesus is looking for people with that strong faith because he wants to do mighty works through those people. So. Amen. I receive it, you know, and, and I'll tell you, it's, it's him. I've prayed for faith. You know, I've prayed for wisdom. I've prayed, I've uh, prayed for fear of him. I've prayed for a lot of things, but you know, any, anything I get, it definitely comes from him. And, and he has given me a lot of faith and a lot of hope and a lot of love and a lot of joy. I'm grateful for it. So cool. Well, I think you made a very good step just uh, stepping into a church that is so powerful and where you can find community with people that are living and breathing the same way you are. Right. Living Um, Jesus. Because that helps. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you talk about, you know, it's not always easy. I personally, I look at the world and just like, I don't even know how to explain it right now. Um, And the best way to combat that is to put yourself around like-minded people who put their faith in God. Right. So I think you made a good step just in doing that. That'll help keep you strong. It'll help keep your marriage strong. But uh, yeah. So keep pressing into that too. Yeah. Well, thank you you guys for what you do. I mean, you guys, uh, I'm sorry, but I got to say, thank you guys for being vigilant and, and being, being the force, you know, that, that, that causes, change you know for for actually talking to guys like me you know that you don't know and and um you know making the connections asking me to come on because i've I've never interviewed on any you know anything before um <laughs> you know so thanks for for just you know increasing my faith and putting putting us together because i saw for the first time at that conference what can happen when there's a bunch of us together and and so i know you know you guys are y'all are changing the road you know y'all are Y'all are making the scene more radical. Praise mm. God for y'all. Well, we we definitely give God all the glory, but we we really truly want to walk out this journey like Jesus wants us to, and that is to let everyone know that they're important and everyone has a story and everyone's story needs to be heard. And he sees us and loves us all the same. So just it's, it's really cool to be able to meet someone like you and others on this journey. And we just, we don't take it for granted. We are very grateful for the people that we have encountered like yourself, Jeffrey. So. Yeah. And I will just say, number one, thank you for that. Um, yes. I say it all the time. I just feel completely humbled to be used yeah. the way that I'm used by God. And I'm just so grateful for it. And, you know, one of the things that got said during this conference um, by one of the pastors was he felt really strongly that we're in a season where, you know, misfit types, people that are really hidden are going to to be used. Right. Um, and when I heard that, it just like I don't, something 
something just resonated with that, you know. And I'm not saying you're a misfit <laughs> or I'm a misfit or anything, but you know, you look at the world, we're kind of hidden, right? Um, but people need to hear these stories. People need to hear it because it shows the evidence and the proof and just reveals the power of God, right? Um, and people need to hear it because there's a lot of brokenness in this country right now. And when God can use somebody like you, where you started, what you've been through, it gives them hope that, hey, maybe I do have a purpose here. Maybe there is something that I'm supposed to be doing in this world. So I don't know. We've been talking about this just here recently where it's like, man, these stories, like they can impact people in very powerful ways. Um we need to find more of them. Yeah. Not to mention your your power and, and your gifting, your healing and deliverance that you'll have is the evidence, right? That's the evidence of our father. And so people are going to also need that too. They're going to need the evidence of who our father really is. And they'll see that in you. You're right. Yeah. You know, and you're right. It's, it's all about, you know, these are the signs that will accompany those who believe, you know, in my name, they'll. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. You know, you name it. You know, we're we're doing it. You know, and 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 not by our power, but by God's power. I mean, it, it it's amazing, and it lets us know that, you know, this is the the path. You know, that we're we're on the narrow path. Praise God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's about all the time we have, Jeffrey. Um, man, it's been great talking to you. You're a very new person in our life, but I'm so grateful that we met you. Like I said earlier, I know it was divine and I know there's friendship that's going to last here. So we're just so grateful that you could take time and just talk to us so we could get to know you a little better and just hear these, uh, this amazing testimony and these powerful stories that you have. So thank you so much. But the cool thing is, is we get to hear the ones in the future too, because we'll be staying in touch with you. <laughs> Amen. That's what I was thinking is y'all stay tuned. Cause uh, I know, I know God's going to give me more to, to say. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys, you know, from now on, I love you guys. I'm grateful. Yeah. For you. We love you too, brother. Let's pray though. Um, we really love to end um, the episodes in prayer for our listeners out there. Our rad roadies that are so I'm good about following along and let's all pray in agreement right now. So dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come together, Lord, all of us, the three of us and all of our listeners, our rad roadies out there that are listening. We just come together, Jesus, and um, we just glorify you. We edify you. We just are so grateful for all you do in each of our lives. And we're just so humbled by by your presence. We come to you every day, Father, and we just, we pray over the miracles, the wonders, the freedom, the deliverance, everything that you're going to be doing and, and doing through us. We are your vessels. We are just the conduits, Lord. We're just the shell. And you are going to just let your power flow through each of us. 
Lord, we just praise you for doing your mighty works. We pray for your evidence, for your demonstration of your power, Jesus. We pray that you move through lives, that you change lives. Lord, we just pray that um, there will be people that will find salvation in you as well, Lord, that there will be people that will go from baby faith to crazy faith, that there will people be people that are believers that go from um, spiritual milk to a solid food, Lord, that, Lord, we just pray that um, you take each person listening to the next step, to the next level, Lord. We pray that if there's people out there that are suffering with addictions, if there's people that are um, dealing with struggles in their lives and they feel like they ha- they are in bondage um, of the demonic or they're in bondage of anything in their life, Lord, we pray that they get freed from that. We pray that they find resources and people in their lives to to get freed from that, Jesus. We just pray that you release them. And Lord, we just ask that they get the right people in their lives, Lord, and the right community in their lives. Lord, we just pray blessings and abundance and favor over each listener, Lord. We pray that each listener um, just finds impact with these episodes, Lord, that it's your it's your podcast. It's your episodes. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for all that you do in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Jeffrey. And we'll see you on the road. <laughs>